Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Do you mind at the start of this podcast if I put my shoes on? Uh, I'd rather you did. I've, I've noticed that you've you've got a shoe menacingly in your arm and I'm wondering why it's not on your foot. Well, I turn my shoes off just for a bit of... Uh, you know, sometimes it's nice. People listening right now might take their shoes off at work for a little bit. I thought I'd just take my shoes off and then two quite important guests were shown around the show <laughs> when I was just wearing socks and it was a bit weird. So I'm just going to put my shoes back on. I've heard it said that um, taking your shoes off does give you a more grounded feeling at work. I do. I feel, I feel more at one do with uh, floor three here... <laughs> At uh, One Golden Square. I just love to feel the uh, heavy-duty spilled carpet under my feet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Put these babies on. Oh. oh, dear. Yes, I don't think it's a, it's a great pile that they've used here, is it, really? It's not a good pile. I, think I don't know if you work, measure carpet. You work somewhere that's got good carpet, because we, we, this is average carpet, isn't it? We, we deserve better carpet than this. What is a shag pile? I don't know. Let's have a little the look. actual definition. Is it shag because, is a type of... Well, that's what I'm wondering, because obviously carpets is measured in pile, that is the unit, so where does the shag come into it? I tell you what, no-one's doing um, carpet material these days. Do you know what I mean? In terms of on-air or on podcasts. OK. Uh... I can buy it, but it doesn't tell you what it is. What is high-pile carpet? That's not what we're after. What is shag-pile carpet? Pile refers to the fabric loops of your carpeting, the soft surface that made carpet so popular and enduring. Uh, here we go. Wikipedia says shag, brackets, fabric. Yeah. A shag is a rug or a carpet that has a deep pile, giving it a shaggy appearance. If you have anything you would like to share with the rest of the group about carpets, please get in touch with the show, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Let's hope we haven't peaked too soon. Is the show. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. You don't need me and Richie to tell you that there's a lot of stuff going on in the planet at the moment, isn't there? You know, deforestation, pollution of our seas, that kind of thing. We've got Brexit coming up, etc. And energy and anger, I think, from my perspective, should be kind of directed towards that and making the world a better place because of it. Uh, however, I got told off by my partner Katie this morning for swearing at a children's TV character. <laughs> Uh, and she actually, actually said to me, you, she used the phrase, what has got into you, as I was crouched over near the TV. Uh, Bing, that's what's got into me. I absolutely <coughs> hate Bing, the rabbit from CBeebies. There's no other way of dressing it up. I can't stand him. He, he, he makes me so angry. He's an irritable character. He's a really... He, if you don't know what Bing is, right, uh, and, and he seems to be on all the time, they do like a double episode on CBeebies. He's, he's a little rabbit uh, who wears dungarees. Uh, he moans and whines all the time. He's the most pathetic thing ever. And he's just someone about him. He just he just flicks a switch in me and just sends me absolutely crazy. Do you want to have a little clip, little clip of let's, Bing? Let's hear him. If you're only, Maybe you're not aware of Bing, right? Listen to this and see if he just winds you up just by listening to him. Flip made me a dancing carrot and it went... Sharp. But the banana was all mushy, <laughs> so we made a carrot smoothie. And it's yummy delicious. <sighs> I love smoothies. Kids don't talk like that. I don't know any kids that talk like that. Oh, I'm done and whoopsie, drop me, flipsy, whoopsie. Come on, man, what is going on with it? And I know I'm a grown man, and this is, this is Katie's point this morning. I, I'm a grown man. I should be kind of directing my energy and attention at something more worthwhile. But I hate Bing off CBeebies. I want to knock him out. Well, look, I'll tell you what. I will come out in solidarity and say that I get I get told similar when I'm watching the Bake Off. Oh. There'll be Bake Off contestants every single series and year that 
irritate yeah. me to the extent that I will shout at them whenever any of them break out in tears. Yes. I will shout at them and say, it's a making show! Put get, yourself together. Get a grip. <laughs> so there's something cathartic about it, but again, I think it's it's being ashamed of disliking something. So oh yeah, I ashamed. I am ashamed of the anger that break off will bring me. It's it's like being like a parent getting t- like sent off on the sidelines for overreacting during a school football match. If you are ashamed of hating someone in particular, that you should be really directing your time in a more uh, kind of profitable but progressive way. Get in touch with the show. podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. I'll be honest with you, getting a lot of backup about my dislike of Bing. Uh, was it Stu the Roofer in Bolton says, Bing, I'm 110% with you on the Bing disliking. I hate him. He lies, steals and kills butterflies. <laughs> he does. There's something does. about parents that are driven to distraction on this kind of thing. Kev from Devon uh, has uh, another children's character uh, in his targets. Postman Pat says he's the yeah. worst postman ever, always managing to lose his deliveries. Gets if, right. If you does. look at that over the course of a year, Postman Pat is losing stuff left, right and centre. He wouldn't last in the current climate. Yes, he is. No, He'd be out right. of the job. Clark says, I hate Bing too. My daughter told me to close my eyes when he's on because she thinks he's actually nice. <laughs> this is the, Obviously, the worst thing is, and this is the thing I'm ashamed about, is that our one-year-old's kind of crawling around whilst I'm swearing at Bing. <laughs> Terrible example to, to set. Uh, guys, Jack the Gardener here from Bromley. I dislike the puppet family from the Dolmio adverts. <laughs> this is the thing. I mean, what have they ever done to him? Nothing, but there's certain things to get you go. Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Uh, I've just shared with the group my searing hatred of the CBB's rabbit, Bing. And I'm, I am not uh, overstating it when I say I want a roundhouse kick him. <laughs> I can't say. He makes me absolutely so angry. Cambo says, I hate Bing also. Have you noticed that during the starting credits, why does that panda always take his trousers off? <laughs> Pando, in the, in the opening sequence, <laughs> takes his kecks off. Let's remind ourselves that this is all about the shame of, of actually hating these things. As, as you rightly said, there should be more constructive ways for us to use this frustration. I don't know, I feel like you know, like if your dad's, your dad's head goes if he's arguing <laughs> with someone in, in a car parking place, so you know, it's like, calm down dad. Uh, it That's was like. it was the Great British Bake Off for me. Uh, this anonymous text has come in. Going back to Bake Off, I get so angry when poor Hollywood shakes someone's hand and they all make a huge deal about it. <laughs> the bloke thinks the show's all about him. It's the Great British Bake Off, not the try and get a handshake from Hollywood show. Give it a rest, mate. They do treat him like some form of de- deity or something, The reference is pathetic. You're quite right. Uh, this text says, <laughs> OMG, meerkats hate them with a passion. Even the baby ones that try hard to look cute. I'll have a go at meerkats. <laughs> oh, we've got Matt on the line. Uh, Matt, what do you hate that you're slightly ashamed of? It's Peter Rabbit. Can't stand him. So Peter Rabbit, uh, he's been around for donkey's years. It's very old kind of like traditional book story. What's your problem with Peter Rabbit? He's, he's just a little thief. He goes around running around encouraging all his mates to go and nick poor old McGregor's food that he's grown. Wow, so you're, you, you have sympathy for the farmer whose veg, oh, vegetables Peter Rabbit nicks. You know, he spent all this time doing the, the work. He spent hours tending his crop. And lo and behold, <laughs> that little rabbit comes in and nicks a lot. Matt, we hear your frustration. Is, is this something that boils away inside yourself, or are you trying to share your theory with others as well? Well, no, it just generally boils in underneath, you see. I've, I sometimes have to watch it with my nieces and nephews, and I have to I have to hold it in. <laughs> and they're loving it and enjoying it, and I'm just I'm just 
pent up full of anger. This is the thing, isn't it? As we said at the start of the show, obviously our attention, our energy could be used in more constructive ways, but sometimes it's just good to get it out, isn't it? <laughs> You've got to let it out, and I'm very pleased you're doing it. Thank you for I, sharing I with the group, Matt. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Cards on the table this evening. They're talking about things you're ashamed to say that you hate, in that it's something you shouldn't really be venting on, but you can't help yourself. For me, it's Bing the Rabbit from CBeebies. What's yours? Uh, Dave in Surrey hates internet shoppers in supermarkets. So it's not really the internet shoppers themselves. I guess it's the people that go around putting together the online order. He says, they take up all the room. They leave trolleys in the way. Ban them. Joel, when when was the last time you went to your local supermarket and they weren't out with loads of crates refilling... Why Never. don't they do that overnight? <laughs> do that overnight. What about that? Catherine Rochdale says, I hate E.T. It's rubbish. Worst film ever. That's very harsh. Very harsh. That's a, a film from my childhood. Billy says, I hate Killing Eve. Good. I don't like Killing Eve either. But I felt like I couldn't say anything about it. And Tom from Guildford says, my shameful hatred is the product plastic glasses. They're not glasses, they're cups. People only call them plastic ga- glasses to hide their own shame about drinking out of a plastic cup. Making a very good point. Get some people very angry. <laughs> Time podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. No name attached to this particular text. What really grinds my gears are junk mail letters from estate agents that say, we apologise for writing to you directly. Yeah! Don't apologise, just stop sending me your junk mail. I see it, we were talking about this on the show a couple of nights ago, about the one where they do that font that looks like handwritten biro and it ain't. How deceptive is that? Stop it! Uh, Peter Rabbit says this person, always bragging about his dad. Good old dad. Well, Peter, dad's dead got put in a pie that's what becomes of thieves targeting old people says <laughs> this fellow who hasn't left his name not surprisingly having read it full on air uh, jamie and green oak in scotland says i hate it when food such as crisps or chocolate is advertised as a share bag total gimmick you can share anything you don't need a best special bag for it <laughs> let's point? let's stay in scotland uh, liam is hanging on this could be interesting liam what is it you hate i just absolutely despise pandas <laughs> pandas everything about everything pandas i like <laughs> You know, you know the fat bears. The what? The fat bears. I hate, them. I hate them so much. <laughs> Liam, I've never, I've never spoken to anyone in my life who's got a problem with pandas. Everyone just thinks they're really cute. What? Why would you dislike a panda? Exactly, exactly. That's my point. They, they, they shouldn't even be here anymore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why shouldn't they be here anymore? Cute. Come on, Liam. Right. I actually know loads about this. Right. So they don't eat meat, but they're supposed to eat meat. Right. But because they can't be bothered hunting because they're fat, <laughs> they eat hunters and hunters of bamboo. It costs three times more to feed than an elephant in a zoo. <laughs> Liam, speaking of zoos, so uh, are you from Edinburgh? Because, I mean, Edinburgh has uh, its own pandas, yeah. doesn't it? You, you, all the big fuss up uh, there every year. Yeah. You're not a big fan of them waiting to see what the panda baby's going to be like or whether they've mated or anything like You don't get involved in that, Liam. No, I don't care. <laughs> he hates them, doesn't he? Do you know what? He's not on his own. I'm going to come out, and not me personally, but I'm going to just say that he's not on his own in that 
the reverential Chris Packham off of The Really Wild, Wild Show has actually said that he reckons the species is not strong enough and should be let to go. Uh, just one other one. Jack from Hockley in Essex says, I hate packs of fun-sized chocolate bars. <laughs> uh, they're tiny and there's nothing fun about having to eat seven of them to equate the size that they should be. <laughs> a fun size would be a massive one. He's got a point. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. Do you have a stranger in your life that you have a name for, even though you don't actually know their name? We're after your strangers' names. Strangers' names. Strangers' names. Uh, this this came to me at the weekend in that uh, uh, my uh, my teenage son was out fixing his bike mm-hmm. at the end of the driveway. He's always always on his bike. Loves his BMX. Good lads. Bike was upside down, fixing punctures, tightening various bits up, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. As if he's some kind of sort of like Pied Piper, because the other kids in the close will get their bikes over and they'll start, it'll start doing their bikes. That's doing brilliant. Their punctures, tightening other bits up, and then they'll be herring up and down the close, doing all sorts of bits and bobs. And I do wonder whether the other people in the close refer to my son as as bike boy bike boy just the way he's always there with his bike <laughs> always upside down always hairing about but do you have that yourself in your life a stranger that you see you've got a name for them they are that person but you don't actually know their name i think a lot of people uh judge their mornings in terms of whether you did they know that they're on the right timings of their routine based on seeing certain people go by yeah i mean i always see this guy i always refer to to my other half as tired guy <laughs> and he's um it's really awful because i look probably worse than he does but <laughs> I always see him pushing his kid, trying to get his kid to sleep in the park, when I'm pushing our daughter around in the park, trying to get her to go to sleep. And he's always there with his North Face jacket on. He looks like he's been up all night, and I just think, oh, mate, hang in there. There could be someone else in the park who sees the two of you, and you are the tired guys. Tired guys? (laughs) There's a burger chain in that somewhere. Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Give a little bit of fame to those people in your life that you have a name for, even though you don't actually know their name, like this. Uh, Beck says a neighbour of mine has horses. We call him the cowboy. Cowboy. I love that. <laughs> Riding into town. Uh, Matt says, first time we spoke to the bloke two doors away, when there was a, his sewer was blocked, he came round to tell us that there was poo on his driveway. <laughs> he's called Pete, so from then on he's become Stinky Pete. <laughs> Opposite him lives Thunderbird. Next door to them is the murderer, because she goes out really late at night. <laughs> this is he, You might be sat there laughing away, thinking, on a minute, what do my own neighbours call me? What's my nickname? That is a very, very, very worrying point. Oh, yeah, you feel... You, you feel... For Pete, he won't know, will he? Stinky Pete. <laughs> Sarah says, years ago, me and my friend worked in an office and had loads of names from people, such as, oh, look, here comes workload, or there's bearded reader. And there was another one, uh, was the best one, was the lung, which was an unhygienic man who chain-smoked and coughed all the time. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I'm not getting worried about what I'm called. Um, me too. Rebecca says, uh, this is lovely, I work in a shop and I have a host of nicknames for regular customers. My now boyfriend was called Vanilla Coke Man before I knew him because he'd buy a vanilla Coke every time he came in. Obviously suggests that he's gone from customer to, you know, boyfriend. That's, hey, that's pretty impressive. That's nice. What a lovely story. It's much better than the lung, isn't it? <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. 
The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Andy in Birmingham says, the name I have for a total stranger is Wi-Fi Woman. There's a woman who sits opposite our house in her car for hours watching her tablet, and my thinking is she just picks up free Wi-Fi from one of my neighbours, then after two hours gets out of her car and goes into her house. <laughs> Wi-Fi Woman, every night, same time. That's absolutely what's going on. I'd watch a miniseries on that. <laughs> it's great. Uh, Nick says, there's Mr Creed at Park Run. I've named him after his aftershave. <laughs> Trouble is, there's no incentive to overtake him. He smells so nice. Oh, he smells so good. Kim says, during the heavy snow of 2010... One of our neighbours popped to the shops on skis. At the time, we didn't know his name, so we've always called him Skiing Man. I love that. <laughs> Loving their work. Uh, right, Natalie, hanging on. You've got a, a name for a stranger. Who is it? This lovely lady that I see pretty much most mornings heading towards Uxbridge on the M40. She gets on at Loudwater and I just go, Hey, it's Sloops. Why is she called so Sloops? She's called Sloops because, you know, when you read people's uh, registrations, their car registrations. Right. And um, and hers, to me, uh, reads Sloops because it's SL something, something UPS. And, um, yeah, it's, it's basically a Sloops to me. So she's a lovely looking lady and um, it brightens my day every time I see her. And if I'm really lucky, I see her on the way home as well. Double oh. sloopage. Double sloop in a day. What about that? And what kind of I car know, does she it? drive? Is it like, what colour is it? Does it stand it's, out to you? Uh, it's a yellow mini, so it's very easy to see, especially on a very dreary day like today. I didn't see her today, but I saw her yesterday. So, so do you feel a bit sad then? What if you don't see her for like three or four days? You, I would, I'm always panicking thinking about it. <laughs> no, right. I always, I always start, start my journey thinking, I wonder if I'll see her today or not. And uh, I wonder if she's had a good day today. But um, yeah, she probably sees me as a strange lady in black BMW. I don't know. But, <laughs> Wouldn't um, it be great if Sloops was listening to this show right now and oh. she's, she's, she's suddenly thinking, I'm oh. Sloops! That would make my day. I have thought about waving to her, but I didn't want to put her off. You know, driving on the motorway is quite treacherous at the best of times. Well, she sounds like she has impeccable taste. She's clearly going to be listening to this show. So if you are Sloops, lady, get in touch now. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Our lovely friends at History have given £1,000 to help solve a crime in our own building. Help us solve it and the money is yours. Ben Burrell was kidnapped again. And one of the presenters is the culprit. History have hired myself and Richie to track down the villain, but we're currently struggling a little bit. So once again, Ben was taken from the studio at four o'clock this afternoon. Uh, The perpetrator has left three vital clues. Uh, From what we've been able to see so far, Far, uh, a fedora, mm. an empty plastic bag, okay, and a side salad walked into the carpet. A side salad sounds like the start of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> a bad one. Yeah, uh, bad yeah. One. So we've we've rounded up the DJs who we think it could possibly be, and we're we're pointing our fingers at Danielle Perry, Pete Donaldson, and Matt Dyson. Now they've given us all alibis. Here they are. Well, I couldn't have done it. I went shopping, then met my friend for lunch and got straight on the bus home. I was at a Pokemon convention. I got a rare Charizard, actually. I was buzzing about it. It wasn't me. Listen here, I did not do it. I was getting a Russian massage from Tatiana. She's very thorough. (laughs) Interesting. Uh, If you think you know who has kidnapped Ben, uh, call us now. 
Home Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Music for you on a Tuesday night, whether you're having a good tea or a bad tea tonight. Maybe you're having a salad, but maybe you're having Kiev. Are you having Kiev? I am having Kiev tonight. Oh my, I was only saying this the other day. I would love. I haven't had Kiev in years. Kiev breast. Wow. Seriously. What is it? Is it standard, you know, the old school garlic sauce in the middle? None of this kind of cheese. None of the new nonsense. stuff. No, 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 no. And you know that for sure? A bre- I bought it myself, mate. Can you do me a favour and take a photo of your plate just so I can cry on the train? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love Kiev's. Uh, live radio, folks, live radio. Last night on History... <laughs> this is very hard to concentrate after that. Uh, last night on History, Damien Lewis's Spy Wars aired. It's a magnificent first episode. Our good friend uh, Ben Burrell was kidnapped earlier on. We've got a spy situation going on of our own right here. Uh, we know the clues that were found at the scene mean that one of our presenters is involved, but we don't know who. So these were the clues. Uh, a fedora, an empty plastic bag, and a side salad walked into the carpet. Now, luckily for us, uh, Janice uh, has called from Sidmouth to try and solve the crime. Uh, Janice, do you like Kievs? Um, <laughs> they're not good for the breath the next day, are they? That's a very good point. They do give you slightly stinky breath, but at the time when you're tucking in and you're having it on your knee watching telly, you don't care, do you, Janice? <laughs> well, look, Janice, we've got, we've got more important matters, uh, and that is the welfare of Ben Burrell to uh, source out right now. Uh, you think you've worked out who it was uh, that may have taken Ben? Well, I feel suspicious about Danielle because um, the plastic bag, I think, is where she went shopping Mm -hmm. and the side salad in the carpet is connected to her lunch if she's a bit of a messy eater. And I'm thinking maybe she bought the hat... Okay. Well, it did say a fedora as well, didn't it? Well, um, let, let's let's point the finger at Danielle and see how she responds. Yes, it was me. I saw yesterday that Leona failed and knew I could do it better. I would have got away with it if it wasn't for you scoundrels. Book them, Dano. Uh, congratulations. Uh, Janice, you've just won a £1,000. Oh, wow. Thank you ever so it's much. All right. It's all thanks to history brilliant. and their brilliant new oh, docudrama, wow. Spy Wars. Uh, Janice, have yourself a brilliant evening. And that is all thanks to history. And we will play again tomorrow. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. He's three, been, three days in a row, be careless. Yeah, uh, you know, getting kidnapped every day is sloppy. <laughs> You know, obviously he's been through a trauma and stuff. He can't get kidnapped every day. I, I'm with you on this. Uh, keep your texts coming in about your strangers' names. If you come up with a nickname for someone you don't know, just based on what they do or how they behave. Loving the stuff that's coming in so far on the show tonight. Andy says, walking back from dropping the door at school, I see a brother and sister walk into school. I see them the same time every day. They both have amazing red hair. I call them the gingers. Okay. Thank you for that. And Beth says, hi guys, I work in a big hospital and we call the guy who collects the clinical waste bins... Bin Gandalf, <laughs> due to his impressively huge white beard. There's a great spin-off show, Bin Gandalf. Speaking of spinning, this is a tombola, Ooh. and I'm not afraid to spin it next. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. 
Uh, Resplendent in Sprayed Gold. Actually, I, Tom Bowler, would be a fantastic robot <laughs> yeah, spin-off what? movie. A great movie. Uh, this is live radio at its most dangerous. A hundred numbers written on a hundred different table tennis balls, each relating to a different phone-in, and we will do it for the rest of the show, depending on which one comes out. It is indeed Resplendent in uh, its gold spray paint that comes off every time that I pick it up. I've noticed that you never transport the Tom Bowler around, and I've realised after a few weeks why that is. I watched it getting sprayed. I'm not going anywhere near it. <laughs> There you go. So, Good there noise. it is. Turning around. Goes at a fair clip, doesn't it? It does. Well, I've got strong wrists. So, it quite a... my face came off the other week. Is your face still on there? Uh, yeah, and I also replaced your face. Oh, thank you very much. A little sticker on my face. Much. So, it's come to... Uh, just having to move my microphone just actually open the hatch of Discovery. In, in, in goes the arm. Good little rummage. So, as Bush said, 100 balls, all numbered. Numbers correspond... Two. It's like a meat raffle at your local pub, this. <laughs> it's ball number 80. Ball number 80. My sheet, ball number 80. Glasses on the end of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Barbecues. Barbe- what a <laughs> night for it. <laughs> now, the weird, the weird thing is, obviously, we put together this list of 100 topics quite a few weeks ago now, even months. Yeah, and ball 80, obviously, was at the time... <laughs> Summary and stuff, great. It's not come out since then. Oh. So we want any story you've got at all. People are still, you've got memories, fond memories of family barbecues, whatever. Let us know about them. A story concerning a barbecue that you think is good enough to bother us. Tell us, 8, 12, 15. I tell you what, the best story by the end of the show, we'll give them one of the tea towels. Get yourself a hometime tea towel. It's Tombola Tuesday. Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. The tombola hasn't helped us by spitting out ball number 80, uh, which corresponded to the topic of barbecues. Trying to talk about barbecues on the 8th of October is a tricky one. It's a bit of a stretch. The the only thing I've got with barbecues is I remember we bought, um, it was a knockdown price gas barbecue. I know we're going to get loads of stick for that. (laughs) Loads of people hate them for some reason. But I thought, oh, I'll just just put it together before my friends arrive. Mm. I had like an hour. And, And genuinely, it took all of us involved in the party that I was supposedly hosting in our garden <laughs> to put the damn thing together. It was so stressful. It's unbelievable. I had a birthday barbecue that was going so badly it got taken off me. As in, someone else just stepped in usurped. in front of the usurped at my own barbecue. I thought you'd be really good at barbecuing. I am good at barbecuing, but for whatever the, you can you can Lost have your head. Head you went. can have a great footballer who for for no good reason has a stinker of a game. Yeah. And on that particular day, my birthday, I was having a really bad barbecue day and I did indeed get usurped. Um so was it booze related do you think? Did the booze impair your judgment? No, I don't feel like the booze did because obviously I'm the one that's getting it going. I, I'm the host and all that kind of... I don't, that's unexplained. You've not come to terms with it. lost my head that day. Right, this has just come in. I'm going to read it blind. Let's see what happens. Oh. Emmerin Warwick says, Guys, in the early days when my husband and I were dating, first time he was allowed to stay over at my dad's house, he thought he's been clever by offering to barbecue. What he didn't know was that the sand tray to catch the fat hadn't been clean in years. <laughs> he set fire to the barbecue and nearly the garden whilst my dad and I laughed and laughed. <laughs> Poor man has never been allowed to forget it. We're up and running, guys. We are indeed keeping... Your barbecue stories coming. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. 
Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Sam in Guildford says, When I was 16, me and some mates went to the woods and attempted to camp out the night there. Everything was going well until we'd had a few too many beers and tried to jump the fire we'd made. Uh-oh. As I was running, I fell into it and had to be taken to hospital. When my parents asked me what happened, I told them the barbecue fell on my chest. <laughs> They had no idea the truth until my best man told them at my wedding. Perfect wedding story, though, to divulge, isn't it? In fairness. It? That's amazing. Uh, we don't want uh, messages like this. This one simply says, I used to sell barbecues, I don't anymore. <laughs> That's, we're not going to build any phone-ins on that, to be no. honest with you. Amy in Telford says, on the barbecue topic, at a family barbecue, my auntie asked my dad to turn the barbecue around so the smoke doesn't blow our way. <laughs> he did, needless to say, it didn't work. <laughs> Thank you, loving your words. Rob says, one summer many years ago, we all sat down at my mum's garden, tucking into burgers that my stepfather had cooked and my mum looks across at the barbecue and noticed the tongs he'd used. With a scream, she shouted, where do you find them tongs? In the shed, he says. No, they were the dog poo tongs. Oh, my word. <laughs> it's nice to get an inside the Pam Air's house, though. <laughs> uh, Helen says, my dad helped out at a church fair by manning the barbecue in the early hours of the morning. We got a phone call from an angry priest. Turns out the ashes must have still been smouldering when Dad deposited them and the church bins were on fire. Oh, no. Going straight to hell. And then this one, <laughs> I had a big barbecue, cooked all veggie food on a separate barbecue for a vegetarian, only it was lamb. After 29 years, meat-free, I accidentally fed him meat. Oh, no. Horrendous. Uh, Dan is hanging on very, very proud about his barbecue. Tell us about it, Dan. Oh, it's a little uh, portable one I picked up in Poland. It's a little handled one, and it is fantastic for going hiking in lakes. Oh, wow. And so, uh, we couldn't help noticing there's a strange line speaking to you right now. Whereabouts are you at the moment? Uh, at the moment, I am in New Orleans. i um, been here for about three or four days. Got another three or four days, and then I'm going off to Jacksonville. I'm about five weeks around America following the NFL. It is fantastic. So you are following the New Orleans Saints American football team on basically their their schedule for five or six weeks? It's more the case that I'm following um, pretty much any NFL team. And you've actually taken your portable barbecue with you, or have I misunderstood (laughs) this? (laughs) Oh, no, no, that is with me as well. I packed it inside the case. What? And, yeah, Listen to me, I I got stopped at uh, Belfast uh, Airport for having a little tiny um, screwdriver Allen key set to fix my bike, right? I get stopped at Belfast (laughs) Airport, matey boy here gets allowed through with uh, a barbecue in his suitcase. Incredible. Uh, It's a matter of uh, how you proceed yourself. um, If you look a bit suspicious and young, they're going to stop you. Walk on through like it's just any other item, then they're like, oh yeah, it's fine, it's only a barbecue, don't worry. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Uh, the Hometime Tombola on Tombola Tuesday spat out ball number 80, which has <laughs> corresponded to barbecues. We chucked a Hometime tea towel on it. Uh, Amy in Telford, who told us the one about the uh, the family barbecue where the auntie asked the dad to turn the barbecue around so the smoke doesn't blow our way. I love it. Uh, you are getting a Hometime tea towel. What a tea towel it is as well, and I think it will keep the uh, smoke away from your auntie next time you're having a barbecue. <laughs> Weirdly enough, maybe we need to go through the Tuesday Tombola and do some due diligence on... <laughs> it might be an idea. Full of summer phone-ins. <laughs> uh, Sarah Manchester, just as a footnote, says, our best mate currently living in LA bought us a barbecue as a housewarming present in April. He's back in the UK for a week and he's decided that we're having a barbecue tomorrow night to celebrate. We're going to freeze. <laughs> 
Home Time podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. Um, so thank you for listening to today's show. Um, I'd, I'd love to be talking to you uh, with my co-host, but he's now onto his second shoe. It's actually taken ages. Him, <laughs> so he's really crap at doing his laces. I'm not having that off you. <laughs> I get honestly, I, I I've seen obviously how Richie does his laces, but for some reason I seem to forget it. And every time I kind of you see you bend down and pick someone, you catch a glimpse or catch a glimpse of his feet in a meeting, and think. What's going on there? Have a look now. Hey, you've done them all right. Thank you very much. You've du- done them all right. Double knot today, I tried hard. It's good when your missus does them for you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>